Skinner. Hello. <laughs> Good evening. Evening. I figured I'd start it up right away just to make sure that everything uh, <coughs> gets recorded. No, that's uh, that's good. That's good. Good call. Good call. So, just in in case of <coughs> whatever have you and shenanigans. In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast. Two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that's coming to you live from El Rancho in Williston, North Dakota. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, who's not at the El Rancho, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Good. Howie Blues, back in the bunker. We're back. It looks like you're in a bunker too, but just not quite the same. I, they need, I, I, need some color in El Rancho. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all brick wall in here, um, and a lot of leather too, or at least full leather. Leather, so hmm. it's kind of interesting. Not a bad place, actually. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of cool. It, it's kind of an older style hotel and such but like the lobby is really nicely done but it's attached to the williston brewing company mm. so it's got a brewery attached mm-hmm. so uh, pretty good that's where we had dinner tonight and uh i may have consumed some beverages which i will talk about when we get to what's on tap but mm. here yeah, i was that you brought some over to the room with you and or kept some for <clears throat> coming back this way uh, no, because I had three with dinner, and so get a little, little, little tipsy, little tipsy. <laughs> Made it back in the room. Thankfully, it was attached, so that was good. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm up here with our state archivist and my executive director. Uh, we're going, we had a meeting in Medora today with some folks in the presidential library. It was a very good meeting. Uh, but tomorrow we are going up to Granora, North Dakota, in the far northwest corner to a little place called Writing Rock State Historic Site uh, for the grand opening of the new playground equipment there, uh, which was a project that I worked on last year. Uh, and it's got finished last November. And we're doing a big grand opening and all of that. There will be speeches. There will be ribbon cuttings. There will be all those sorts of things. So... Uh, because it's because it's such a long trip, and because we had the meeting in Medora, we made it an overnight trip, and that is hence why I'm coming to you live from Williston in this hotel room that is very like off whiteish. Howie Blues was drunk in a bar, and then he stumbled through the hotel, and, and is now drunk in his room. <laughs> you know, Kidder, I I had this in the curtain, um, but I don't have a great view. Uh, it's a Sinclair station. Not as great as a holiday. Um, I, I had I had this thought though on um, last night 
as I was packing and I should have done it. I was going to take like a sheet of paper and, and put like Outback Steakhouse and put that behind me. So, you know, have a little shenanigans, but I didn't get around to it. Uh, so well, there's still time. Depends on how long this show is. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is true. At this point, might as well open up the curtains and show the world the Sinclair of Williston, North Dakota. Uh, I, I would get her, but as I said, I'm in this very comfortable lounging chair and I had to scoot it so close to the desk and it's kind of heavy and awkward. So it's going to look really funny, but the curtain is out of my reach. So it's an optical illusion, really. Yeah, it looks closer than it is, uh, truly. So. so the big question then is what's on tap now for Howie Blues? Since you're three sacrificials in already <laughs> uh luckily I, I still have a uh lemon brisk iced tea <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> still brisk yeah. baby still brisk i put it in the fridge when i got here so it's nice and cold so i, I work on that but Kinder, i'll tell you what i had at dinner because I, I did consume uh some beverages including some interesting things um let's see what's the first thing i had the first thing i had was from the williston brewing company it was their oil bust brew and uh unfortunately i did take a photo of the menu so that i would have tasting notes but that's on my phone and due to the fact this hotel doesn't have wi-fi we're recording this off my phone so i don't have access to my tasting notes good thing that you know a future howard yeah uh (laughs) From what I remember, it was 5% alcohol by volume. It was a dark herb beer, not as dark as I thought it would be. Um, it was all right. It was all right for a local brewery. Um, it was a nice, nice, easy drinker. Um, can't say that it had like a much of a real flavor to it, uh, but I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good, good, uh, it went well. Actually, I finished that one before my meal. Because, uh, man, Kidder, I I was trying to keep up with the executive director and the state archivist. I'm not going to lie. They had far more drinks than I did. Because I couldn't keep up. Because, as we all know, I am the slowest beer drinker in the West. <laughs> so, And now you are in the West. I, I, I truly am. Uh, so that was my lead off. It was all right. I'd give it a 3.5 out of 5. So, not bad. Uh, I followed it with the Rhombus Guys Greenway IPA, because I hadn't had that before. And it was, it was an okay IPA. I, yeah, I mean, it was all right. I, I'd probably give it a three out of five. Decent, not bad. Uh, but my third drink hitter, uh, the one I decided to have one, um, which was about the same time that uh, my... Uh, colleagues were ordering their fourth round. I was on my third. Uh, I was talking to the bartender. So I want to try something different. I always like drinking different stuff and uh, such. And I said, so let me see what you have. She made a suggestion for what she called a beach bomb, which is half uh, Kona Big Wave and half Golden Road Mango Cart. So two different beers mixed together. I'm like, sure. I got a podcast to record. Let's do it. What's that? Pretty- actually, actually, this is probably my favorite beer of the night. And yes, fruit and beer usually 
hey, Howard, no, no. But uh, I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was good. I I actually kind of enjoyed that one uh, as a creation. So those were good. those were my beers. And Kidder, if you ever do make it up to the Wilson area, I do recommend checking out the Wilson Brewing Company. It's a really nice uh, facility. Um, the food was all right. Beer was good. Uh, they had the Avs game on, and you might be saying, wait, the Avs game? Yeah, it was the uh, Western Conference Finals against the Edmonton Oilers, which the Avs won in overtime. But it was great. I got to watch the game uh, and see that. Good game, wasn't it? It was a very good game. Mm-hmm. Very good game. Uh, so I enjoyed getting to see that. Um, but yeah, I know I had their pretzel burger. It was okay. Um, when they brought it out, like, the really good toppings had slid to one side. And so it's, yeah. So like the first half I had didn't have any of the crispy onions or jalapenos on it. It was just okay. And then you got to the second half. It's like, oh, here's all the good stuff. And their bacon cheese dip, which was like on like a good chunk of everything that was on the menu. It was all right. A little on the sour side, which is not what you expected a bacon cheese dip, but. All right. But a, a wonderful atmosphere and a great place to spend the evening uh, drinking and talking. So that was my what's on tap with a little bit of extra ramblings. Kidder, what are you drinking tonight? Well, it just so happens, as you know, <clears throat> that last weekend got to spend some time in the Des Moines area with the rude boy Kyle and family. So I made it a point. To stock up on the Des Moines area and Iowa area brews and a few others. We may have consumed a few beverages throughout the weekend. Ah, yes, very good. Uh, but let's open up the Triple B beer fridge. <clears throat> and uh, I do have, I think, one more from a previous excursion to the local store here but since we're talking local beers we got to do a local beer and this one uh let's just pick this one how about this right off the top we'll we'll start with this one this is an iowa beer the kinship and this is brewed and packaged by kinship brewing company in uh, uh sunrise drive in waukee iowa they are online at kinshipbeer.com. This is their raw, raw edition for uh, one of the uh, Iowa colleges. 12 fluid ounces. They are an independent brewer. Uh, they call this the off the leash because it's a Iowa corn lager and uh, 3.5% alcohol. So it's pretty light on the alcohol scale they say no frills just beer iowa corn brings balance to the malt and hops in this classic light style what's holding you back me talking about this can (laughs) that's that's pretty much what it is good light midwest classic Uh, nothing else really on the side of the can here and but again there's there's your uh, off the leash 
rah rah edition. So we'll start out with this one. And uh, Rude Boy Kyle was nice enough to actually buy the sampler packs. So this and uh, this six pack and the other six pack. Thanks, Rude Boy Kyle, for this astounding round. That's it's weird. I could I pop the top and I could smell it from from down below. I was like, huh. So the, there's a little bit of a sour note to it, like a sour mash. But uh, still your your typical uh, light beer smell. The interesting thing is looking into the can and, of course, with uh, the professional setup of the triple B podcasting area. I get some pretty decent light going down into the can, and the color is very, very minimal. Uh, I don't want it's not clear because I can see the, the hint of the gold color, but there isn't a whole lot. So let's give this one a, a shot here. And again, this is from Kinship Brewing in Waukee, Iowa. <clears throat> Uh, yes, you can tell it is a locally beard brew as it has the hoppy hints. Hmm. It is that golden ale, but a little, a little too hoppy on the hoppy end and uh, maybe not quite strong enough on the golden end. If that makes any sense, it probably doesn't, but you know what? Not a whole lot on this show does. So, welcome to Triple B. Ruboy Kyle, thanks for the round. Also wanted to mention when we were in Des Moines, we found the Mountain Dew Hard. So... Comes in a 12-pack, and there are four flavors in that. Ended up trying uh, those. The classic Mountain Dew, the Baja Blast, the Cherry, and Watermelon. So those are the four. Uh, I do have to say the overall flavor wasn't terrible. Even the Cherry... And you know how much I, I just love cherry stuff. Hashtag sarcastic. Uh, <clears throat> it didn't taste like cough syrup. So there's that. But was it my favorite? No. Was it better than an IPA? Yes. So <laughs> on, on those scales, right? We're all over the place. And I don't remember. Yes, I did. Okay. So there's uh, the watermelon can. I mean, they're very stylish cans. With the designs just kind of all over the place, the the snake on there and the, the watermelon. And these are 5% uh, alcohol. I, I do agree with what uh, Rude Boy was saying, where if you had one of these cans, uh, there's the, the Black Cherry Edition. Uh, if you added regular mountain dew to it if you like regular dew or if you like the diet dew to add that to it just a little bit of it then it would uh, make it a little better uh the baja blast edition 
I mean, they, they did a really nice job on the on the artwork for the cans. Uh, so I have to give them, you know, props for that. There's the other one here. It is. Um, yeah, here's the the regular hard Mountain Dew. So again, they did really well in the artwork. Like it, the overall flavor and whatnot. Uh, you might still be better off adding your favorite uh, liquor to a Mountain Dew, like a vodka or tequila, but it wasn't bad. And it's legitimate Mountain Dew, not like uh, Mountain Lightning or something, you know? <sighs> so there's that. Um, got a whole bunch of other ones in here. Excited. Uh, also have some to share with you, Howie Blues. <clears throat> yes, you, as he points to himself, three and a half hours away, live <laughs> as we record this. <laughs> Recorded live. Yeah. So yeah. I know that it's getting late, and uh, you kind of got the, uh, I got to say, you got, you, you kind of have, you okay over there? <laughs> I just. Sounds like there's a drag race going on on the uh, street outside here. I don't know if you can hear that. It's coming across, but uh, I heard something. I mean, if only we could see what's happening outside, but there's happens to be drapes in the way. <laughs> if the curtains weren't that far away, I'd, I'd maybe open them up. But you need, you need the pointer, like the plus extendable I, thing. Plus, I'm on the ground floor, so you know, anybody, anybody could look in. I was maybe on the second floor, you know. But That'd be sweet to just be like a professional uh, morning show in New York City or, or one of the other large metropolitan areas. People walking by and waving and stuff and like, what's going on in there? Or, I mean, you are in Williston, so maybe you'd see somebody get shanked outside and then it'd be, you know, this would then become uh, evidence in the crime and we'd get subpoenaed to court and we'd have to drive our ass to williston and nobody wants to do that <laughs> anyway, so you're so you're changing sorry. your mind keep the curtains closed is what i'm hearing at this point <laughs> i don't know we'll see how crazy we get in the next half an hour <laughs> might just let it roll mm. so do we want to start with the avalanche news especially because you are caught up with that or do we want to talk about fighting crime and uh seeing crazy things happen howie blues how would you like to take the fork in the road uh gosh i mean both of those sound interesting but uh let's maybe start with the abs because we've kind of already hinted at it okay. so we might as well you know knock that one uh into the net and go out and score a goal. I, I lost where I was going with that. Sorry. Two minutes for a delay of game. <laughs> All right. Yes. The Colorado Avalanche, your Colorado Avalanche, advance after eliminating the Edmonton Soilers. It's the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Who were the Avs meeting? I mean, when this comes out, we will know who the opponent is. But right now, the question is, will it be the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, or 
Will it be the recent newcomers again to the Stanley Cup playoffs? The New York Rangers both have their pros and cons of facing in a uh, hockey tournament. And, uh, well, who would we like to beat more? I, I It's kind of even for me. I don't really care. Just four or five games away from hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup and making it happen as the Western Conference champions of uh, the 21-22 season. So congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. Wish Tyson Jost was still with the team and <clears throat> wish he could help in the cup process. But alas, he's out golfing somewhere with his new buddies in the Minnesota Mild. So, uh, Josty, if you ever happen to see this, we still miss you and uh, really hope that you come back and go Sue. Other than that, in the uh, last game, the fourth game in the uh, Oilers series, which you mentioned that you got to watch earlier this evening, I'm sure in the replay you didn't see or hear this, but in overtime, did you happen to see the goal that won the game? You know, I, I was watching because I knew it was scored in overtime. But I'm not going to lie, at that point, our uh, state archivist had gone to bed, so I was just talking with our executive director, so it was kind of hard to just see everything and watch. Plus, the TVs in the bar kept, like, every now and then, like, losing signal completely. Like, all of them would go dark, and it would pop up, like, lost signal for a little bit, and then it would poof, come back. Uh, so unfortunately, I, I missed the goal and didn't see the replay. It looked like there was some controversy about a high stick involved, um, but but that's about as much as I was able to pick up at the time. But I was trying to watch for it because I I knew the like I knew what happened because this was a pre-recorded game. I was watching the replay. I knew what happened, so I was kind of enjoying getting to see that. But no, I I, I missed the last goal. Well, it's okay. Now, <clears throat> what I'm going to share with you and, and our esteemed audience in the visual and audio land is Anturi Lykanen ends up getting this sweet deflection. It hopped off the puck that is hopped off his stick, dropped down off of Smith and popped in front of him to where Lykanen was able to volley it a little bit and drop it straight into the back of the net. Now, when you look at the replay, Lykanen's got his stick straight out, and he's trying to deflect the puck. So the issue with this play and this point in the game is the question, was this played with a high stick? Because, of course, the lights go off, the, er, the the goal lights go off, it's a good goal, the <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera, right? So what happens? It's broadcast on TNT National Network, or the Turner National Television is TNT, and... Their broadcast team, 
gets together, and as part of that, they have a former official from the NHL, a former referee. And <clears throat> this individual's name ha- happens to be uh, uh, Don Karski. Now, Mr. Don has popped up numerous times through the season, the games on TNT or ESPN. There's a call on the ice. They bring him in uh, through the broadcast, sitting in some closet somewhere, and they get his feel. It's kind of like when we have a sports officiating question or wrestling, and we say, Howard the ref, in your somewhat professional opinion, what would you say or do here? So they pipe his name, his audio in, and put his name up, and then he's going, "Ah, oh, yep, that's uh, that, that's got to be called back." You could clearly see that the Avalanche were in the wrong there. They, the Avalanche didn't do the thing right, and they were clearly in the in violation. The Avalanche didn't do this. The Avalanche are wrong there. The Avalanche are going to get called back. I say it like that because all, again, all season he's been basically anti-avalanche whenever they bring his ass in and it seriously looks like he's coming to you from some closet with a little bit of accent lighting and a drape behind him it would be just like if howard turned the lights down and put a colored light behind him right now (laughs) having odd similarities here anyway The play happens. The puck goes in the net. The lights go off. Everybody is cheering. Of course, they're going to review this because it is the fourth game in the series. If the Avalanche win that game, they eliminate the Oilers in four games. And for the first time in franchise history, eliminate two teams in two series in four game sweeps. So. The officials go over to the side. They put the headsets on. They're talking with the war room in Toronto. They bring in Mr. Don Karski here. And it's classic. Just classic. In fact, I wish that we could could play the audio just straight and the video because it's, it's perfect. And uh, basically, I'm going to just pull up Twitter here. I'm going to pull up Twitter if it it pulls up. Okay, so here's Twitter. Here's the video, right? And uh, I'm sure that you can hear this because, you know, why wouldn't it, uh, you know, play? I'll send Howard the link. (laughs) Uh, I'm with Jonesy 100% here, guys. This because he picks up the, from the high stick or potential high stick and picks it up himself. That has to be above. There's the, the stick. Shoulder. Oh. Puck on the stick above the shoulder. Holy shit. The, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Just sucks. That's going to be. That's close. Okay. So there's the playthrough. Uh, Howard was leaning in to uh, try and see exactly when and where uh, with the puck. And, uh, you know, as we quickly just do our very own triple B replay, you can see where his shoulders are pretty much lined up with the bo- just above the blue portion on the dashers. 
and that's where the base of his stick is where the puck goes off. And of course, he's looking at it on uh, his phone screen, so he doesn't even have the benefit of a monitor if you're watching uh, from from that. So it's it's even smaller than the phone screen. Anyway, uh, that is uh, basically the link. And of course, as you can see, I'm going to share it with Howie Blues for the latter portion of of our show. The other piece that I bring up with that, which is hilarious, as Mr. Don is talking about the uh, items there, he, he ends up, uh, as he's explaining, without even thinking, yeah, you know, you got to get with the stick. Oh, holy shit, that's it. I mean, uh, uh, sh- uh sh- shoot, that's just, it was great because it completely threw him off kilter because he's been anti-avalanche for that long. And just, just to hear him go over the top, throw the shit bomb right on national television live. That was that was classic. Holy shit! That, oh, sorry. And uh, on top of it, I I was dying laughing watching it because by then, as you know, that was Monday night the game. So most of the game, in fact, until the whistle and the uh, uh, the horn rang at the end of the third period, we were not home yet, but we were in Bismarck driving through town, racing to get home before OT started. Made it just in time for OT, turned the TV on, was able to see that masterpiece a few minutes later. Oh my gosh, it was it was crazy. So, uh, when you get to listen to it, you'll enjoy that. Pause I, for effect. I, I actually got to hear that because I, I caught that clip in the uh, one of my news feeds. So hmm. okay. I, I got to hear the, the cursing and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Holy shit. <laughs> the funny thing is everybody, everybody was talking about it at work the next day, mainly from me. <laughs> but anyway, really excited. Colorado Avalanche, as you can see, wearing one of the uh, winter classic jerseys tonight. Just because, go abs. Uh, the the design's pretty cool. It's got the A and the mountains inside the uh, the mountain. So there's that as we climb down the mountain. The other piece <clears throat> is uh, listening to it through SiriusXM because we all know terrestrial radio sucks, and terrestrial radio anywhere around here does not carry Colorado Avalanche hockey. So. Listening on Sirius XM, I got to hear play-by-play, and not only did I get to hear the play-by-play of the game, but I was able to choose between the shitty Oilers feed, the national feed from somebody else, or your Colorado Avalanche altitude broadcasting team, Connor McGahee, which has a way of explaining things on the the radio, which is fantastic. And the former voice of 
Colorado Avalanche hockey radio broadcasts and the past few seasons has been the voice for the television broadcast on Altitude Sports Network, Mark Mosier. Both of them on commentary, listening to the play-by-play, I'm driving down the road and I can see the game in front of me from what they're telling me. Just phenomenal. And uh, the way they get fired up about things happening on the ice, the goals that are being scored, it just gets you amped up. You're like, let's go! <laughs> I got the cruise set because I don't want to get pulled over. So, yeah, just just a phenomenal broadcast. Give them a tip of the cap for, uh, again, a, a fantastic broadcast. Uh, and listening to them on the radio uh, or listening to them on the television broadcast, if they're uh, filling in or on the show, whatever the case may be, it's just phenomenal. So know that you would enjoy that as well how we blues yeah yeah well that is it i didn't get to watch the game live i didn't listen to it live i just saw the replay but and i didn't even get to listen to the replay so it was just on but i got to see the whole game because about the time we sat down the game was just starting uh so i got to see all of it so it's a good game it's a good game uh fantastic yeah I love when you get to witness good avalanche hockey. <laughs> and Which by is good, rare. I mean when they win. Which it's is probably rare. good. Yeah, because if I tend to watch, they tend to lose. So, you know, it's uh, always safer when I catch the replay and such. So, yeah. Oh, go abs. Let's see how they do in the cup. Woo! The Stanley Cup final coming soon. And when this comes out, it has already happened. <laughs> They're also uh, with the TNT broadcast. They're also using a Jack White theme, which is really catchy. Uh, I know that uh, you were, I don't want to say a fan of the White Stripes, but uh, you liked some of their songs a little bit here and there until they got overplayed. uh, You know, I actually, Kidder, I know, um, what was it, Seven Nation Army? Yep. And uh, I like Jack White's Bond song. And that's actually all I've heard of Jack White and the White Stripes. So you can't call me a fan. You can't call me that. Because I've only ever really heard the two songs. So it's like oh, Italian shaved ice. You can't say I'm a fan because I don't drink it. I, <laughs> I said kind of a fan. And by kind of, I mean you like one or two songs. <laughs> so that's. That's about how she goes, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just I wouldn't call myself a fan of the White Stripes because that makes it sound like, hey, he, you know, maybe he has a CD. He, he maybe has listened to more than two songs because hmm. it's not even like you can say, hey, he's a fan of two songs. It's like he's a fan of the two songs he's heard. And that's <laughs> it. He's heard no other White Stripes. Oh, For all I know, I might hate every other song they've put out. So. Uh, yeah, it'd be a struggle to say I'm even kind of a fan. I like two songs. Okay. Two is better than none, and that's mm-hmm. a start. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I sent you the link to one on Spotify, and with your non-Spotify account, it'll be even better. So it'll be just a reminder to click on the link to open it up and go, yeah, this song, and then search 
I don't know, Google or YouTube or both. Just take a listen. <laughs> well, you don't have to do it now, but I mean, it would be pretty cool if you took a listen to the song at some point and maybe jammed out a little bit uh, doing the old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never done that either. So um, <laughs> it's time to start. No, no. Mm. Okay, fine. Well, if since we killed that topic, let's move on to another <laughs> that you're even more excited about. And why are you more excited about? Because it's game. It's gameplay. It's things that Howard won't do because he won't log into his Steam account and accept my friend request. This is the game called Flashing Lights. Oh. <laughs> we, we've talked about it before on the show. I think even just last week uh, uh, with uh, Rude Boy and I, the week actually, before. Actually, Kidder, as we recorded this, the episode that came out tonight features your demo of <laughs> Flashing Lights. And tomorrow, while I'm out on the road, the extended demo comes out. Woo! So. All it's right. out there. Um, and I may at some point share it to Facebook or Kidder could um, again, if I ever get around to having internet again. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's a struggle. I understand. Uh, the reason that uh, I just wanted to talk about it tonight, uh, aside from being content for the show, this past uh, or in the past week, you made it down to see rude boy, Kyle, Helped uh, show him a couple things and get things rolling on his end where now he, you know, made it easier for him, like customize this. You can go here, change this, do whatever uh, you want and how you want to choose the way things look, that sort of thing. But we got brother Nico in on it, too. In fact, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago when it was on sale. I sent that out. Multiplayer is available and uh, said, hey, this is a multiplayer and it's pretty low specs. So pretty much even my uh, my laptop from 10 years ago was able to run it. So you dial everything down and you can still go play. But uh, brother Nico downloaded it and uh, he and I got to play midweek this week which was fun. We just joined a random server or no, we created a, so you can create your own server and have it open or uh, private with a password. So for instance, if Howie picked it up and the four of us ended up uh, joining, it would just be the four of us on that server, or you could leave it open and then, you know, anybody can join. So the open servers right now have a limit of 10 people and the private servers where there's a password protection have a limit of 20 that they're trying out. So again, brother Nico and I tried it out and then other people started joining and, and I was, <laughs> he goes, didn't you make a password? I'm like, guess not. <laughs> so, eh. but it was kind of funny. We were just tooling around for a little bit, doing different things, and uh, played as a paramedic for a while. So we were, went around to a couple medical calls and did the things. Tried to, uh, you know, 
experience that. And then uh, Rude Boy Kyle and I were were playing uh, tonight and uh, last night as well. Last night was funny because, again, created a server and forgot the password protection. Just whatever, right? And all of a sudden, a bunch of people started joining. So we had a full 10-player 10, 10 server. So we had a handful that were police officers, a couple firefighters, and a couple paramedics. So you could just see there's lights, cars flying that way, and cars flying that way, and calls popping up, and the call screen actually has a bunch of calls on it. And people are getting on, talking with uh, their microphones, like they're responding to calls and stuff. And uh, it was pretty fun just going for it. And then, of course, Rude Boy Kyle and I were driving like maniacs because why not? Right. And then even tonight, tonight was hilarious, too. Did some live streaming on Twitch. And unfortunately, uh, the video uh, is not saved uh, from Twitch from last night or tonight. But it's out there. So you can, uh, if I'm live streaming on Twitch, you can subscribe to me twitch.tv slash twos 13 t-u-e-z one three search it on twitch if you would click the subscribe button just like this show subscribe like share just have fun that's all we're trying to do but it's interesting we're really hoping that they keep adding more to the game you know just like the rest of the games that we play try etc kind of like halo they're finally adding the multiplayer but it's in beta still. Yeah, the game's been out for, well, six, seven months, and it didn't come with the multiplayer that you and I would love to do. Yep, no multiplayer. Didn't have it. So anyway, flashing lights, it, it still kind of grows, and if you get more people to play on a server you can play by yourself or you can play online join a server uh, or have people join your server however you want to do it but i'm really hoping they continue to add stuff to the game and improve it so anyway that's the game maybe one of these days we'll get you to play through my account or something kind of like gta I, I I don't think you're going to get that um, such. I I don't have enough time for games these days. Well, I'll at least shoot for you logging into Steam and adding me as a friend. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like work. Gotta remember my Steam password and what account I used to log in and then figure out how to accept your friend request. I mean, this, this sounds like an ordeal. I'll, I'll, you know, sleep on it. Yeah. Have another beer. I, I'm not going to have another beer. Uh, cause I do have to, to drive tomorrow and be social and all of that. And being hung over at an event, don't need that to happen. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, three tends to be my limit anyway. And, uh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm glad you're good. It's good for both of us. <laughs> so with the wrestling world, it uh, in my wrestling world, things were thrown into chaos last week. Why? Well, unfortunately, the Wednesday after CM Punk won the AEW World Championship, he suffered an injury on Wednesday Night Dynamite. There's speculation of if it was when he jumped on over the barricade with the crowd or if it was during the match because there were a couple points in the match where, <clears throat> you know, there was some not uh, good-looking things that occurred to moves. But uh, needless to say, Friday night, Rampage, he announced that he will have to have surgery, which at this point he has undergone the surgery. Uh, according to, again, reports, he, during the surgery, uh, had more injuries to his bones in that area, whether it's his ankle, knee, leg, whatever, the, at this point, speculation, but Apparently, it's more damaged than what they thought. So they got him patched up, finished the surgery, was successful, and now he's on the road to recovery. They, uh, they as in uh, Tony Khan and, and company, are hoping that it isn't, you know, more than six months. They are hoping, and I'm hoping, it's less than six months, so he's back by the end of the year. The other thing to note is that he is still the AEW world champion. Uh, as we've discussed on the show before, if one, somebody gets injured is gone for an extended period of time, they end up doing an interim championship uh, run where uh, somebody is crowned the champion and then holds it until the actual holder returns and then they do a unification match. So that tournament uh, is going on now. Of course, by the time this is released, I believe it'll be over because the Forbidden Door pay-per-view is, uh, yeah, should be, well, the weekend that this is released, I believe. It's the end of the month. Anyway, neither here nor there. Best wishes to CM Punk. Wish him all the best and look forward to seeing him return to the squared circle soon. Other interesting news? Oh, I was going to say to hop in on this, Gitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this time around, because they've done the interim title thing once before. They did it when uh, Cody Rhodes had COVID. And that was like a short, like, like it, it was it was short. Like, he, he missed a week. And that just was kind of weird. And kind of people were really down on the interim title thing. But I haven't heard any complaints about it this time around. Like, the commentators and such that I've been listening to... Nobody has been like, ah, oh, they're doing this stupid interim title thing. It, it it seems like people are more accepting about this one, especially since he's going to be gone for longer. So, yeah. 
I, I mean, I I like it. To me, it makes more sense than like what you would normally get in a WWE, where also it's like I'm relinquishing the title and uh, you know, like it, Finn Balor. Yeah, or um, Becky Lynch when she got pregnant. You know, it. I I, I don't mind it because it gives you an instant story when it that person comes back, right? It's hey, we're having the unification. You know, you you have an instant match because you have to determine who's the true champion. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do a ton of build up. You don't have to build a ton of feud. It's hey, we have to settle who the true champion is. And that's enough. That's enough to to really determine it. And it's I mean, it, it's easy writing. It's not it's not some of the stupidity that we've seen with with feuds and such. And boy, Kidder, I don't know if you're gonna cover it in the news, but it if we get to the whole judgment day thing, <laughs> I, I got some thoughts I didn't even on wanna, that. I didn't even want to bring it up because it's so it's so agitating to me that it just, just doesn't it's stupid. And again, it's uh VKM changing things with that. But but there's a reason there's a, there's a story that came out and I don't know if you heard it. So that's why I want to talk about it. We'll go right ahead, my brother. All right. So if you haven't been following and I as everyone knows, I don't really follow wrestling these days, but this story has been interesting. So at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, we had the Judgment Day of Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley versus AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. And at the pay-per-view, Edge pins Finn Balor clean in the ring. Like There's no dispute. Clean in the ring. And the next night on Monday Night Raw, the Judgment Day goes to debut their new member, and it's Finn Balor. Okay, that's fine. Except they then decide... We got to get rid of some loose baggage. We got to, you know, cut the problem piece. And they're going to get rid of Edge, the guy who beat Finn Balor at the pay-per-view the night before. Yep. And and, and so this is why Kidder is like, this is stupid. <laughs> well, some of the commentators, Kidder, uh, were reporting what happened was when they they don't know when it happened, whether it was at the pay-per-view, but they're thinking that it happened Monday Monday during the day. Uh, apparently, Vince has decided that the Judgment Day needs more of a supernatural element. They're going to go spooky like Bray Wyatt in that. And yep. uh, when, when they decided to do that, Edge said, no, because the stu- spooky stuff sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The WWE has never pulled off a good spooky character. Nope. Ever. Nope. Ever. They've never done it. They've never pulled it off. And so Edge said, no, I'm not going to do that. And it's for that reason that they said, well, if you're not going to do it, we're going to replace you with somebody who will. And that's why you have Edge being kicked out of the group. He's going to be gone for a bit, come back as a babyface. And Finn Balor stepping in so that the Judgment Day can go supernatural. Garbage. And, and the, yeah, the reason they think that it happened Monday is because why would you book Sunday the way you booked Sunday 
and then booked Monday the way you booked Monday, except for yep. Edge basically said, I'm not doing that because that's the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said the VKM touch, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Ah, oh, we got to do this now. Why? It's stupid. Wow, because I think it's a good idea. That doesn't mean that it's good. Well, it's going to happen. No, I don't want to do it. Well, you're out of the group. Oh, great. Thanks for ruining things again. You have something going, something that is interesting to watch. And why I actually stopped the fast forwarding was to listen to the new Alter Bridge song for the entrance music and to see what they were going to do or say. Didn't care what Demian Priest said. Or even really care what Rhea Ripley said. What's Edge saying? And how is this promo going? Because I started to really enjoy it. And then it was funny because, you know, Rude Boy calling him The Edge. No, that was my show on the radio. That was my show back in the day. But even uh, it was pissing Kyle off because, you know, Edge is kind of the cult leader. And he was, he was like, ah, I don't like it. So yeah, fine. It was funny. But I was enjoying it as something different for WWE. And what happens? Yeah. I, Let's trash Finn Balor now. Yeah. And, well, and it just it doesn't make sense. You have Edge. You have Damian Priest. You have Rhea Ripley. Uh, it, it really, there's some great folks who should be stars. You know, nothing against Finn Balor, but we've talked about how Vince doesn't like Finn Balor, even though Finn Balor is amazing. But you have these Which great stars. Why he was chosen to be the leader? Yeah, hey, you have these great stars, and you have Edge as this leader. It, I mean, it reeks of the awesomeness that was things like Evolution, Legacy. You know. Where you had a, a real veteran guy with some newer people and, and straight edge just, society being these just kind of great heel factions. It, you know, it gives you something to play off of. And uh, nothing against Finn Balor, but the group has kind of lost a little bit of the interest now. I know I kind of like the idea of Edge, especially because Edge is wrestling fewer matches, which I'm fine with. It makes more sense if he's kind of like one part manager, but hey, when the big match comes, okay, now I'm coming in. Now I mean business. You've beaten my minions. I'm now here to finish it. Mm-hmm. It works. Yep. In a sense, it works. And it would give you something to play off. It would explain why he doesn't wrestle all the time, but you pe- people get to see more of him. It, I, I liked it. I, I I liked the idea and the concept. I know I wasn't watching it, but I, I liked the idea and the concept. And especially when there was even talk about other people joining the ranks of Judgment Day. Cool. But creating a a a, a stable. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. So that was to me all interesting. And to transition here, we know one of the members that was talked about, but now it looks like definitely isn't joining joining Judgment Day uh, would be Paige. She made it quite clear she is not returning to the WWE. Yeah, and that was the other 
little piece that I was going to share in a wrestling update uh, page uh, sending out that uh, essentially tweet or post on social media of I am done on July 7th and thanks WWE, but peace out. So then the question is, is she or has she been seeing some of the experimental doctors who helped edge and uh, Brian Danielson? And is she in that shape to get back in the ring with the rehabilitation or is she going to a different promotion like the uh, uh, what is it? The women's world of wrestling or something like that. Wow. I think it's, yeah. yeah. So what's going to happen? Where is she going? Is she going to just go do a movie thing? Is she going to join one of the other places, the other companies, maybe an independent league? I mean, it would be cool to see her show up in AEW because they're a little bit looser with the health regulations, I think, in the terms of that, i.e. Sting being 62 and flying off of, you know, 20 to 30 foot areas, crashing through tables, getting chair shots and no selling them. Uh, same thing with Jeff Hardy, though. I mean, that that guy, he's he was pulled from uh, action because of lingering hurting <laughs> from uh, the past like three months worth of extreme things. But uh, he and Matt Hardy will be in a triple threat match for the AEW Tag Team Championships against uh, the Young Bucks and Jungle Express. So hopefully that'll be a good match because it is a ladder match. But Jeff Hardy jumping off giant ass ladders and going through tables too. I mean, he's pretty banged up. He's, you know, he's not old, but I mean, he's, he's getting up there. And as uh, you and I know, being part of the, the National Lawn, Lawn Mowing League and the, the National Shoveling Association that or National Shovelers League, whichever one. Maybe we're part of both at this point. But you and I know that just doing the simple remedial tasks of making things work around the house gets to a point like, man, I'm getting old. Like, this sucks. <laughs> not, not that old, but this still sucks. So... Yeah, I, I'm surprised that he's still as willing to do that as much as he is. I mean, for as banged up as he is, I, and he's got enough. And I understand the wanting to give fans, you know, the whole show. But I, I think, I think if you're Jeff Hardy, you need to look at and you need to approach it like Daniel Bryan approached it. You know, when he came back from injury, Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, I should say, get the name right here. Uh, uh, Brian Danielson, when he came back, he made it quite clear, like, I can wrestle. I'm clear to wrestle. I can't do all the things I was doing. I have to be smarter about it. 
but I can still do a lot of what I was doing and still put on a good match. And he's done that successfully. And I think Jeff Hardy could come out and say, guys, listen, I have entertained you for 20 some years, you know, jumping off ladders and, and all of that. It has taken its toll. And I can't keep being, you know, the extreme Jeff Hardy. You know, I, I got to be smarter about this. And he could come out now as the wily veteran. I mean, he's he's been there long enough. He could do it. But I, I think he's going to forever feel like he's got to jump off the high thing and the ladder and all of that. And he's going to just keep injuring himself. And mm -hmm. I, I, you know, that that's fine. But I, it's kind of like, you know, when you're, when he's good, he's good. And I'd much rather just see him be good and be good for longer. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, even Matt Hardy, it sometimes looks when he's coming down to the ring, looks like he's having, you know, not difficulty walking, but he walks different than than he used to. He and Jeff. So I I can imagine with the surgeries, the pain, the punishment that it just does that. Oh, and that's that's why broke Matt Hardy worked as a gimmick because it he wasn't relying on being extreme anymore. He didn't have to be extreme. I'm going to be this really crazy version of myself and, and really kind of play into some of like the meme culture in that. And he was successful with it. He got that over the broke Matt Hardy gimmick was probably his most popular gimmick. And then he went to WWE and they changed it to woke Matt Hardy. And it just, mm -hmm. it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, it it's one of those things. I will give like Cody Rhodes credit. He came back to WWE and he is being Cody Rhodes. And he's being the Cody Rhodes that he the same Cody Rhodes he was in AEW. Mm -hmm. You know, and on the independent scene. He didn't come back and portray, you know, the Cody Rhodes who <laughs> was mad at Orton because he got kicked out of legacy, or the rant or the Cody Rhodes who has to wear the face mask because he broke mm -hmm. his nose, or Stardust. Like he didn't <laughs> <laughs> he didn't come back and do that. He came back as that. But when like the Hardys came back, they had to come back as their extreme version, and then eventually try to build to woke Matt Hardy. And it just it didn't work. It's like you had this momentum. Why not bring them in as they are? You know, and just explain they've been gone. They've changed. This isn't the same Matt and Jeff who left us. You can do that. You know. People will accept it. But that's not how the WWE works. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but <sighs> that's how, as you said, that's how it works. That's how it goes. So we'll see what happens with all those wrestlers, Paige or uh, uh, CM Punk, the Hardys. There's several, several more we could mention along the way, but um, eh, we'll cover that another day. Hey, how do you feel about uh, the whole MJF pipe bomb? I'm sure you saw that. I did. So I don't think it's the greatest promo ever given. I don't think that it was 
the uh, completely off the script. I'm saying whatever I want to say. I, I I don't buy into it as much as other people are. Of this was the greatest promo and was way better than CM Punk's pipe bomb and on and on. I don't feel that it was. Uh, a couple different reasons because he, he took a little bit to get to the point. He seemed like he was whining a lot more than calling people out where like CM Punk's pipe bomb promo, he was calling people out and breaking the fourth wall and naming names, etc. right? Uh, the other piece is at the end when he starts screaming and F-bombs this, F that, and F this, it was just a stream of the bleep tone, right? I know for a fact that if it wasn't expected, it would have gone through because they don't have that delay. I, I say that because I've obviously been to an event, heard people chanting F this or F that guy or STFU, etc. right? And it makes it on the broadcast. The other time is when John Moxley returned after his rehab stint and somebody says you need a uh, scream do you need a beer or or you're a liar or whatever the case i don't remember the exact uh, phrase that the dude in the upper level yelled but john moxley turned around and said uh you need to shut the f up and and get the f out of here or something along those lines and the f-bomb made it to air so I think this is overly planned. There's something else going on, whether they're just writing him off because they're sick of him in the company or uh, uh, is it Time Warner Media who owns TNT and TBS? Uh, I think it, Time Turner Associates. I can't remember the, the corporate name, but apparently there's talk going around to have MJF removed from all of the promotional material and video packages and video materials as well. So this could be something from there. This could be a storyline or just how they write MJF off and use it as the excuse for him to not be seen anymore. I don't know. Uh, bullet points on it. It was all right. It was an MJF promo. I think it went on too long, and I don't think that he got enough of the point across. I think he was whiny, and it seemed like it was set up. Yeah. I I will agree. I don't think it was the greatest promo. Um, the thing about Punk's was that Punk had a lot of truth like in it, and the things that he was calling out were... It was kind of like he he's calling out the things that we all kind of suspected were problems or knew to be problems and bring him to the light, which WWE is so controlled that the fact that he's able to do that just makes it a bit more realistic where AEW has always been a bit looser. So him calling out Tony Khan, eh, 
you know, it's like, well, you guys can kind of do that. It's a bit looser. Um, I also think it says something that, like, they cut Punk's mic when Punk told truth, but it took MJF to have to resort to a spew of vulgarities in order to get them to cut the mic. So there was that. Um, the other thing is, I don't know if you saw, um, I, I managed to catch a uh, video that someone had posted from the event that showed what happened after they cut to commercial, which was that MJF was throwing a tantrum in the ring and CM Punk came down and chased him out. Mm -hmm. So could we be getting Punk versus MJF in the future? Mm -hmm. Possibility. Um, could be good. Um, yeah, I don't know that he's going anywhere, but I know he's unhappy. It's been reported that he's very unhappy with kind of where he is and his contract and all of that. Um, so we'll see. Um, the other interesting thing is that you gave him time and he looked like he was fine, but he was stretchered out the night before. So that's always kind of a little like, were you really that injured? So those are just some of the takes and things that I was hearing. Um, I watched a few commentary videos on it and i watched the actual promo and it was okay it, mm -hmm. it just it missed that like the biting truth that like punk had as punk as i said he was calling out like hey i'm gonna point out these things that are truths about the industry whereas yeah it, it, mjf really did he just kind of went after tony khan so yeah yeah that's how I felt too. I watched it and I was like, eh, just screaming for 10 minutes. But yeah, I saw the video of the aftermath after they cut to commercial and it's kind of bizarre. But at the same time, if they're writing them off TV for a while, uh, the other piece, uh, Wardlow mentioned that, uh, he wants to go after the world title as well. Wants to take it from a healthy CM Punk. So that could be another potential feud in the next six months when CM Punk comes back. Uh, that could involve MJF again because of their huge feud that they just had. <coughs> um, involving CM Punk as well. But we'll just have to see. Um, the other news that I heard out of AEW, and I'm curious to see your thought, is they introduced a new title, the All-Atlantic Championship. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this, mm -hmm. Gitter? Another title. Yeah. Ye Overall, I think they still have less championships than WWE does. It might be close at this point. But uh, people were hoping that it was a trios championship being introduced for uh, the trios or the stables, but uh, it was this instead. Um, the, the belt looks nice. I think the championship uh, has a nice, I guess, iconic look to it. Uh, I feel it's their direct competitor to the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, being a regional or section of the earth 
named title, right? So, you know, it's not the European Championship. It's not the Intercontinental Champion. It's the Atlantic Champion. Uh, and being is kind of based along the Atlantic coast, I can see it. So I'm not uh, um, over the top excited for it of like, man, this is the best thing ever. But I'm not like, no, they don't need another one. Uh, I think it'd be a, a great way for some more of the up and coming talent to get that nod of, hey, you're doing a good job. Just like the TNT championship. Since they don't have a television championship, the Ring of Honor television championship is a thing. And then that whole cluster back and forth between Ring of Honor champions, AEW champions, back and forth with the ownership change. But it's all right. We'll see what happens. I'm not excited about it, but I'm more not excited about it because it's called the All-Atlantic Championship. Did you look at the belt design, Kidder? Because uh, there are two countries featured on there that are not in the Atlantic. Yeah, I'd have to look uh, closer again with, with the flag. I saw there were a bunch of flags on there. Yeah, Japan and China are on there. Hmm. They're on the Pacific. Hmm. Would, so, would you say they're on the Pacific Rim? Uh, yes. Yes, I would. Because geographically, that is correct. <laughs> even though you're going for a movie reference. <laughs> yes. You're I, welcome, Lane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's uh, that was the thing that kind of bothered me, was that you're calling it the All-Atlantic Championship. And it's like, you got Pacific countries on there. Did you guys fail geography? Probably. Nobody, nobody checked that. And, uh, you know, one commentator that I heard who was talking about the same thing goes, there are other things you could call it. Call it the international championship. Boom. Done. You know, mm-hmm. you can come up with a title to, you know, include those countries. The seven seas champion. Yeah. When you win, you get a lobster buffet. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I, do I think they need another championship? No. Um, cause I don't know, at least on rough count, which is hard. Cause I'm a very tired Howard who's been drinking a lot tonight. Um, I come up with it. That makes their 11th active title. And I only count 10 for WWE, but I might be missing. I think I'm missing the NXT chant take. So that would actually put it at 12. So it's 12 to 11. So WWE has one more championship. And that's with the recent unifications. So. So we have the AEW World Championship, the AEW Women's World Championship, the newly created All-Atlantic Championship, the Mm -hmm. TNT Championship, Yep. The TBS championship, the FTW championship, and the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, the, the those are the official AEW 
titles. They have others that are accomplishments, such as the Casino Battle Royale uh, for the men and women, uh, Casino Ladder Match, the Casino Tag Team Royale, Dynamite Diamond Ring, Face of the Revolution Ladder Match, Owen Hart Cup for both the men and the women. At least with the Owen Hart Cup specifically, they gave belt, but they are not a championship belt. So those, uh, what, eight? Well... Yes, but I think you also have to count Ring of Honor in there. Mm. Because Ring of Honor still has its own programming and such. I, I view Ring of Honor like NXT. So as I was counting, I was counting the NXT titles as well. I believe that there are three from Ring of Honor. So that's where I get the 9, 10, and 11. All right. So if I can uh, try and find them, there's the Ring of Honor championship which was retired in 2003 which then became the ring of honor world championship uh that's uh one of them and this page is just the champions who ended up uh holding those so again there's the world championship there's the world tag team championship the Pure Championship for your wrestling skill. The World Television Championship. The Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. And the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. So those are your official belts between uh, AEW and Ring of Honor combined. So that's 18. Because that's counting, like, for the tag teams, I count that as two belts. For the six-man, that'd be three belts. So. According to this, uh, as of uh, this month, there are 19 championships in WWE. And if I scroll down, here they are. The WWE Championship. The Raw Women's Championship, the United States Championship, the Raw Tag Team Championship, the Universal Championship. Well, that, that got unified, so. But since it's still it's a separate belt, they, at least uh, on uh, the official page, have it listed separately. So you can put an asterisk next to it. How are the refs not counting it? <laughs> uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And again, with the Raw and SmackDown Tag Championships, you could consider those unified as well, but they're still listed separately. Yeah, yeah, the 24-7 Championship. The Women's Tag Team Championships, which are currently held by Vacant, the most winningest champion in WWE history. Then, as we move down to NXT, the NXT Championship, the NXT Women's Championship, the North American Championship, the NXT Tag Team Championship, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. NXT UK with the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Uh, 
the NXT United Kingdom Women's Championship, the NXT United those Kingdom Heritage Cup. Yeah, yeah, those don't air on a. What? The UK they, titles only air on the network. So in this game, oh, so. so so they they only count in horseshoes and hand grenades. Right. Ah. I, I, I'm I'm not going to count any title that doesn't get major airtime. You're not going to see those get the respect they should. So that leaves us with 19 technical titles. There are currently 19 championships in WWE. Right. But here's the thing. Technically, according to that list, because I threw out, if you recall. Uh, yes, yes. Uh... And, and I, again, two of them. Mm-hmm. I threw out two, plus I counted the take team titles as two belts. So that's how I got up to 19. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But needless to say, it's 18 to 19. That's, uh, that's still, it's a lot of titles on both sides. Mm hmm. Yeah. And the one that we haven't really seen at all for a while is the intercontinental belt ricochet yeah. where are you <laughs> yeah I, I i pulled it up kidder i don't know if you uh flew through or scrubbed through the uh helen coverage but we talked about the intercontinental very briefly in that and i future howard put up the fun fact the last time that the intercontinental title was on a pay-per-view was wrestlemania 37 which was not this last one over a year ago. Yep. So over a year ago was the last time that the intercontinental title was defended on a pay-per-view. Very prestigious title. It used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be. Yeah. Well, <sighs> let's make the intercontinental title great again. <laughs> or something. I- I don't know if that's going to happen. They they keep putting it on people and then doing nothing with them. It's kind of like they're like, hey, you, you seem unhappy. Have the Intercontinental title for a while. Ah, ah see, we gave you a title run. Be happy. Yeah. Just wait. This Cedric Alexander will get it next. <laughs> uh, probably. Uh, because, you know, Bobby Lashley did a pass off of sorts to him of uh, hey kid you're still here don't get in my way so they might as well just institute the 24 7 rules for that too because there's at least some entertainment value with the 24 7 championship being passed around like uh, insert a joke here that you want but uh at least you'd see it often. The 24-7 title has been on more pay-per-views in the past year and a half than the Intercontinental belt in the year prior combined. Yeah, it, which is also, here, here's an interesting one, Kitter, again, because I know you kind of really fast forward through Raw, but uh, did, did you notice Becky Lynch went from wrestling for the women's title to losing the 24-7 title to Dana Brooke? Mm hmm. Yep. It's kind of a, a big, big drop. Yeah, it's a huge drop. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll just have to see where this uh, little meandering bubbly brook ends up going. 
Yeah. Into the fast forward bin. More than likely. More It'll than save likely. me more time. That's fine. You don't get you it. If, we, if you just stopped watching, you'd have all the time. Yeah, I know. And then we'd have even less content for this and less things to complain about because as we get older and more crotchety, we need more to complain about. So that seems like a perfect flaming dumpster fire of content. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we could we could always find new things. We could find think about it. You know, you, you give up that time. You can watch something else, something else that creates content, something else. Have been watching the new season of the Orville. Yeah, that's basically Star Trek, and that that's not something new. Or you're just mad because Brandon Braga is the executive producer on it, and he was one of the he was the executive producer of Enterprise and uh, one of the main heads on the series before that. You're just mad. Kidder, Kidder, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Future Howard. I don't f-ing care about that. No, <laughs> you did no. it to yourself. <laughs> I, I don't even know who that is. I don't care. That that's no, no. That's mm. okay. <laughs> been watching Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, and it's been enjoyable. So there you go. I enjoy, and have been enjoying watching that. In fact, it's just it's it's good. I mean, there's a, a couple little quirks with it that. Uh, you kind of go, eh. but 98% fantastic. The visuals are great. Just thoroughly enjoying it. And uh, as a classic Trek fan out there, if you're listening or watching and you're a classic Trek fan, I think you would probably enjoy it as well. So if you get a chance, take a watch and go explore some. Strange new worlds. Other than that, you get what? You didn't like that? Well, no, I mean, that was fine. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> I know. I know. I just got this time and this not enough and this thing and that thing. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I don't, man. I, I got projects and such to do around the house, man. I. I mean, I've done everything. I built uh, a wonderful stool for my son so that he can help out in the kitchen. I built him a uh, pole. He, we, we got him a steering wheel. And because I didn't want to screw it into my deck, I built him an actual pole that it screws into that can then come inside during the winter. Been working on the whole uh, gardening, landscaping, all of that. I still got a lot of work to do there. I, mean, I, just, I got projects, man. I painted a couple of. Uh, Hurricane lanterns for my back patio. I'm going to hang those up so that in the evening I got some cool lighting and atmosphere. Maybe one of these nights I'll do the podcast from outside. Hmm. But uh, I, mean, yeah, I, I got projects. I got lots of stuff to do. I don't got time to watch you know, Star Trek. Hmm. If I really wanted some sci-fi, I'd go watch you know Star Wars because there's Mandalorian to catch up on. And... Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's coming out right now. I hear that's been really good. There's the book of Boba Fett, which I hear didn't get good reviews, but it's Boba Fett, so you know, I'm going to watch that at some point. You're only going to be let down. No. I I refuse to be let down by Star Wars. I'm sorry. Hmm. I'm one of those guys who sits there and goes, I have Star Wars. Hmm. I refuse to be let down by it. 
So uh, remember the time code in this episode. Keep that handy for uh, when you get around to watching it, and then it'll turn into just like Halo. And why does Master Chief keep taking his damn helmet off? Why? You know, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't get so beat up about that. I I really don't. I I've known people, especially like with the last trilogy of Star Wars movies that came out. People, there were people who just absolutely hated them. And I I sit there and I go, but we got Star Wars, and I mean, I, I kid you not, when they're on, you know, the star the ruins of the Star Destroyer and the the Emperor's music plays, and it's just like, oh, it's such a tingle through me. I'm like, oh, I know what they're referencing here. They're referencing the throne room lightsaber fight from Return of the Jedi, and it was just kind of geeked out. I was just enjoying it, you know? Good, good. You know, I I refuse to just sit here and go, well, gosh, it was that. I mean, are they perfect films? No, but I, Star Wars, I get that i get more lore i get more story i can't complain you know i i don't know i i'm willing to give star wars a lot of leniency i even enjoyed solo and most people hated solo but i enjoyed it it i, I thought it was fine you know i wish there was a sequel to it because they kind of hinted that some things at the end and i was kind of like oh, i'd like to see more of that i mean it's uh that's how i look at it i i I don't know. I just don't tend to badmouth my my fandoms, mm. except for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Indiana Jones. That was that. <laughs> South that. Park summarized that perfectly. Yeah that that one was hot garbage. Um, and I believe I'm, you and I even went to see that. Uh, I went to see it with my brother. Mm. That's actually the last movie I saw with him. Mm. So. We'll see. I know they're doing another Indiana Jones, and I've heard rumor that they're looking to do a whole trilogy with that, and I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll, uh, I'll go see that when that comes out. But, yeah, for the most part, if it's if it's a series and such that I enjoy, I tend to just enjoy them. I don't... I don't know. Hmm. Uh, you know, like I've seen most of the Marvel movies, and I've enjoyed them, even the ones that didn't do so well. I think the only one I was kind of in on was Endgame, which I know is an unpopular opinion, but I it's just I don't know. long. It, you know, it wasn't that it was long. It was the weird. It was the whole like we're gonna go back in time, time heist plot. It, like that's been done, mm -hmm. you know. And it just I don't know that didn't inspire me at least for kind of how it came out and the final battle scene while it had its moments there were some set pieces in there that i just kind of was like really we're, we're gonna do this you know they certainly did it's you know it goes to something that that i look at which is I don't feel you have to always call out the things you're doing. Just let it happen and let people enjoy it. So the, the thing I'm calling out, and I think people know about it. They, they did a whole thing kind of about how awesome the women were and how they stood up to Thanos. And there's a whole kind of sequence with that. And I'm like, you didn't need to do that. I understand you're trying to go, yes, women power. I, it's fine. Just show the characters being badass. 
you know, you could do that and even have them all standing together and still make it good and empowering and inspiring to young girls. It, but it was it, it was how they set it up that it's kind of like, look at us, patting ourselves on the back here. We're so clever. And that's the crap I hate. You know? The, you oh. mean the Marvel superhero pose before they do something? Uh, you know, I, I mean, like, I'm okay with that. But it's like when they called it out, like, yes, look, it's all of the women. <laughs> you know? Like, the fact that they said that, it's like, if you wouldn't have said that part, you know, like, I, I would have reversed it. You have them do all the cool stuff and then have them end up standing next to each other. And you've just shown just how badass all the women characters are. You know, it's it's that. I, mm. I You know, it's... It's as I said, they when they you call it out like that, and it's again doing it like, look at how good we are, pat ourselves on the back. That's the stuff I I don't like. I sure. I don't know if you've watched like a lot of independent movies. I used to watch a lot more. Yeah, but the but the ones that would just would be like, look at how clever we are, like Napoleon Dynamite. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, I hate that movie. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't think it's funny. I don't. Don't enjoy it. In fact, hey, here you go. Howard's hot take for the episode. Napoleon Dynamite. Terrible movie. I I don't like it. It's it's one of those that again it feels like we're going, look at how funny we are, look at how clever we are. And I just go, it's, mm-hmm. it's not funny. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't. The funny part, uh, when you were talking about the uh, women in Endgame and that scene, first thing I thought of was uh, the scene from Blues Brothers. The women. How much for the women? Just, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um, as a quick note, as we're talking about movies, uh, we got to go to our first IMAX film last weekend in Des Moines and it was Top Gun got to go with rude boy his missus and a few other people and uh, I have to say in a non-spoiler review without pushing my you need to go see this or uh, I would say go see it if you get the chance Uh, for me it was very enjoyable Start to finish, there really wasn't any point in the movie that I felt just had to drag out. It flowed very nicely, and it had a lot of emotion up and down. And you have to remember eh, the people we went to school with, including Rude Boy Kyle and Brother Nico, that were very, uh, shall we say, interested in the first Top Gun. And you would hear the other aviation people watching it every day like it was their playbook and how to be a pilot. And so it was actually Brother Nico who introduced me to the first Top Gun in 2011, maybe. (laughs) 
never had a reason to watch Top Gun. And it was all right. But this one, I don't know if it was IMAX, the immersion of feeling in the movie because the speakers everywhere and the subs rumbling your seats and just the power of the theater. But damn, it was good. So if you get a chance, great. Uh, I don't necessarily think that seeing it, you know, on a smaller screen will capture the same immersion, but still worthy of a watch. So if and when you get the chance, let's check it out. I'd like to see your thoughts on it. Yeah, I probably won't get to see it in theaters, um, you know, with small kids. Yeah, trying to babysitter and all of that. So I, I don't see that happening um, anytime soon. Fun fact, though, hey, get her about that. Um, you know, Val Kilmer is in the movie reprising yes. his role as Iceman. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've followed Val Kilmer's career lately, he hasn't been in a lot of stuff. He's been battling throat cancer and can only really speak by. Um, I remember if he has a device, but. Basically, he has to kind of press in on his throat to talk. For this movie, in order for him to say his uh, lines, they actually used the voice of his son. So it is Val Kilmer acting, and then it's his son, uh, son's voice that you're hearing deliver the lines and such. So just as a fun behind the scenes back mm-hmm. for everybody. And it's uh, you know crazy that at this point in his life, you know, as an actor. He can't act with uh, one of the biggest pieces that an actor uses, his or her voice. You know? Yeah. But it, I will say it, it was kind of interesting. The other part of that that I had heard was that Tom Cruise actually refused to do Top Gun 2 unless Val Kilmer was in it. So he, he held out for that because apparently mm-hmm. they became very good friends on the first Top Gun. And so he insisted that Val Kilmer had to be uh, in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. So, only makes sense. Yeah. But as we I just want to talk about uh, Star Trek again for just a minute, uh, ended up getting, uh, if you don't remember or haven't seen uh, Star Trek Wine. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I've uh, discussed it, but of course, being this show about beer and other libations the perfect uh, opportunity for it <clears throat> so i first came into knowing what they were at one of the star trek conventions they had a booth i'm like oh this is a cool idea star trek wine the other interesting thing is they were they're officially licensed through cbs so they can use the star trek name the licensing of different uh, races of aliens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. So the first one that they really came out with was the Chateau Picard wine, and I got pictures of it from uh, you know Star Trek Las Vegas when uh, we were down there for that, and then ended up ordering some for a, a Picard sale, and got the Sauvignon Blanc with it as well. Uh, both of the Wines are good, especially if you like the Sauvignon Blanc. Um, 
very delicious for red wines. And then they have a white wine. Uh, I haven't tried that one. A Klingon blood wine. And Andorian ale. Haven't tried that one yet because that one's brand new along with the Cardassian Canar, which is also brand new. Finally got my hands on those bottles and they are gorgeous in the presentation of them because uh, the, the ones that have been in series in the past, they made sure to model the, the actual bottles that they're putting, you know, their version of this in as the bottles on the show. So the Cardassian Canar comes in a, a bottle that kind of snakes up and uh, it's, it's fantastic. So hopefully they taste as good as they look. Uh, a few years ago, brother Nico and I were uh, wanted to, and actually put down a, a pre-order for uh, 10 forward vodka. Uh, basically it was being, and this is through a different company that, uh, wasn't able to produce the actual products for it, but, uh, 10 forward vodka was supposed to be basically, uh, the rail vodka that you would get if you went into 10 forward bar. And then they had a Montgomery Scott scotch. And uh, we were looking forward to trying both of those. And unfortunately, it just didn't turn out and they weren't able to produce them. But uh, that's how it goes. So looking forward to that. And uh, again, the bottles look fantastic. The other thing, if you have uh, 600 bucks minimum sitting around and you want a 40 pound fully lit replica of the original series USS Enterprise with the separating saucer. Well, you can get the Tomy Enterprise as they're crowdfunding it right now. Cool 600 bucks gets you in one of those limited spots. So you can check that out. Uh, the links below in the show notes if you so happen to be interested. It, it looks like it would be about the same size as your uh, bones model. I want to say it's like f five or six feet long. Yeah, the pirate ship's only three feet, so. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And it might not be that, that long. I'm just spitballing from what I remember. Yeah. So somewhat breaking news from this evening is uh, the network uh, reels. The, the network reels has announced that they will bring back essentially the show Live PD. Mm. It will be called On Patrol Live and will debut this uh, summer. So I need to figure out if I get reels and if I don't, how I can watch these episodes every Friday and Saturday night from uh, 8 to 11 central time. And Dan Abrams will be hosting it again. Well, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while and I have to get up in the morning and drive some people north to uh, Riding Rock. So it's probably time that uh, we wrap this up so I can hit this bed over here and get some Z's. 
But uh, of course, before we can sign off, we need to do some cheap plugs. You know, I don't want you to hit it too hard because then you won't wake up in the morning. And what did the bed ever do to you? That's the real question. Truthfully, I got two beds in here so I can hit one and sleep in the other. Jeez. You're like an abuser. You might have to open the, the curtains behind you to make sure that nothing bad happens in the room. <laughs> People are watching you. Gosh. Well, uh, again, thanks to uh, Rude Boy for the round this evening and uh, several rounds to come uh, out of the Triple B fridge. If you'd like to buy us a round, we would certainly appreciate it. Buy us a beer, buy us a round, buy us a keg, whatever the case is, we'd appreciate it. How do you do that? You visit our website, beerbluesbs.com, and click the buy us a beer text right at the top. Then uh, basically, you choose how much uh, cash or how many beers you want to purchase for us. You could even type a quick note in there for us that will show up right here on the screen if you're watching the video version of this. And of course, we would love to share that experience with you as well. So please buy us a beer, buy us a round at beerbluesbs.com. While you're there, you can visit the merch store, which is uh, even a little bit more organized now. So you can get to the store separated between shirts, sweatshirts, uh, cutoffs, the uh, merchandise for the kitchen, like kitchenware, glasses, tumblers, etc. So it's even easier to find exactly what you're looking for, like a pint glass that has the triple B logo on it. That and more, beerbluesbs.com. Just click the text at the top that says merch, and you can visit our merch store. And please partake because every item purchased through the store, a portion of it comes back to us to help pay for all of this. Get us on the video and the audio every month. Damn, it's expensive to do this stuff. Aside from that, beerbluesbs.com once again huh? uh, we're also on facebook if you would stop by facebook search us or uh, just go to beerbluesbs.com and then through there click the facebook link like the page if you would share like the uh, posts we share all kinds of updates on there about this show beerbluesbs.com click facebook or just search beer blues and bs on your facebook page we're on YouTube. If you're watching the video version, you already know that. But if you're not, visit the video version on YouTube. And again, the link, beerbluesbs.com. Just click on YouTube or search YouTube, Beer Blues and BS, and see all of the Easter eggs that uh, are put into these episodes, all the hard work done to make us look at least somewhat good, palatable for the human eyes. Let's see. What else is there? We're uh, on all of the audio services. If you want to listen to the show, we're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb. There's so many. And if you're on one of the audio services, the best way to see if we're there is to go to your search feature and type in beer blues and bs 
because, uh, well, we're probably there. And if you would subscribe, please. And thank you. Of course, it's also good to share with your friends because we need more people to experience the triple B in its full entirety. So I think that's about enough for tonight. We'll just put a nice little tidy bow on this as we chip the puck back into the neutral zone for another week. He's Howard Blues. I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us for this and uh, hopefully every edition of Beer Blues and BS. Remember to keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down the old dusty Tuscan Highway. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Yeah. Is he good? good up there? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a... But no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. Although the, the website for the place says it has Wi-Fi. There is no hmm. Wi-Fi. Hmm. Yeah. Bunch of bunch of liars. Yeah. It's uh quite the place. Quite the place. So <laughs> good or bad. Uh you know, at least I'm not paying for it. <laughs> so you, you the taxpayer you are paying for my room tonight so you you are paying for it unless you haven't paid your taxes <laughs> and then in which case you are correct <laughs> hmm. yeah fair well, enough well yeah let me drink over there better go get it, it. <laughs> i i have one of your classic like really crazy gimmicky setups going on. Ugh. There's this nice lounge chair in here, <clears throat> but in order to keep my phone plugged in so I have battery, I have to scoot it like way up close. My phone is resting on my case which holds my microphone it's got my webcam in there my headphones because i was ready man i was going to have a professional setup tonight and uh yeah no wi-fi so anyway i don't know why we're talking about this now this is all great podcast content we should be talking about it on the show is that a thing doing it on the show and not doing it before or after the show is that a thing sure. Apparently, apparently, because now future hours going to have to probably come in, cut this chunk out, move it and put it into the show somewhere, like insert it or we're going to talk about it again. We'll see. 
we'll see. So, 